Oh shit! Hello and welcome to the Bingo Bongo Zone. Hey, hey, that was a built-in, that was a built-in intro. Thank you, Creativeverse. Thanks, didn't guys. Have, didn't really have to think about Making that one at all. Making our jobs easier for us. Mickey, how come you start every recording with "Oh shit"? I don't, cause I want to. You don't, doesn't he? Actually, even if you don't screw up the intro, you, you just <laughs> say "Oh shit." Like, you like just condition. It's the feigning that that we record off the cuff. No, rather but, than extremely planned. But I have to edit that out if there's no like. <laughs> I feel like he's just one of those Hurricane Katrina dogs. Like, he's just got like PTSD and he's just conditioned to assume yes. like that is gonna be a disaster. Is, are you like yeah. the the Pavlov's dog response where you you it, hear that my, da, yeah. da, 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 and you have to say oh shit? I hear that and nine times out of ten it's followed by Max berating me verbally. So <laughs> I I kind of have been conditioned. The good Lars. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, we got there eventually. Boarded by. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, man. I don't do. I don't, like. I have a real job now. I, I'm not that guy anymore. It's Colin Howard and Jeff Leo. Don't put me on the spot like that, asshole. Like I don't have time to take notes and stuff anymore, man. I have money to make. I just podcast to spend shit on. Like, damn. Yet you, yet you still it's knew. Very, the, the thing is, podcast. you still knew. Yeah. I mean, yes. We all know that I'm just like the the old dad or the like, like the retired veteran or something. I'm like this weird specter of like my performers. I was in every single episode and then I just disappeared and now I'm like, a, now what you am I? Now you the Ringo's. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I feel like I've got founder syndrome or something and now I just, I'm, I'm wandering the halls. Every now and again, when the present hosts are doing something that really just pisses you off and shits on your memory, you have to pop up out of the Ouija board and be like, hey, <laughs> welcome to the Ringo exactly. Zone. Yes. Oh, that, and honestly, if I'm being honest, this is like a sincere thing I'm saying, not a bit at all. Uh, like, Kayla, I actually, yes. I trust you with our brand fully and realize Thank as a you. marketer, that's a huge thing to say. Max so doesn't. I don't, I don't look at well, fuck it. I, there's a reason I'm in charge, and there's a reason we've gone on this long, and we do very, very well, and there's a reason that I cut certain Kayla, things. Kayla, there's a reason things, so. he doesn't trust you. It's well, because we've got you're a replacing him. No, no, no. Well, in in, I, in I, his stuff, Miss Gift, in the note that I gave him, I told him that I genuinely did not hate him, nor did I want to replace him. But he, didn't, he doesn't believe me. Very sweet. That, you don't say that, though. You're like... Max, don't worry. I'm not yeah. trying to replace you. No, yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't track as well in in text form. <laughs> so like, I, I totally just faded away. Like, it's so lucky that Kayla came here, or we just wouldn't have a show anymore. Like, I don't know the time Aww. to do it. Yeah. Like, I don't have the time to prove that this is all acceptable. I have to trust her opinion, and like, I do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, legitimate compliment. Thank, there you go. Thank, thank you. Welcome to the compliment zone. Let's get let's get to the episode. Yes. Um, so we're talking about this in case, because we've been talking for a while, but yeah. nothing. So because I don't Ten know what kind of shit Kayla oh made a cut out of that, here's just getting a quick recap. We are the Ringo Zone. I made a bingo bongo joke at the start. Uh, she's Kayla. Guess who? Because it's one other woman talking. Uh, one other man is, he's Mickey, or no, Gerber. That's yeah. them. Gerber. Talking about the good Lars. Go. Okay. I like Lars in this one. What about you guys? Yeah, Lars becomes tolerable. What, what, what was the jokes we were making at the when we were watching the episode? Satisfactory Lars. Uh, Lars tries. Lars yeah, tries. Yeah, Lars tries for the first time ever. He fucking tries once. The okay Lars, I think, was yeah. the winner. Um, okay Lars. Did we have any buildup whatsoever to Lars being even a little bit cool before this episode? Okay, I'm going to argue this. Okay. Every single episode up till now. <laughs> like Lars has, been, that, Lars has been almost boiling over, almost like waiting for his redemption moment. And I, I, I get, I guess why I get why they waited so long because now we get Lars of the stars. 
So, like, fuck yeah. yeah. Like, in order to have that payoff, he needs to be so shitty for so long. Yeah. But I knew this was going to happen. Like, I knew what was going to happen also wasn't going to be, like, he asked Sadie out. It's going to be he dies. And he, like, be, you know, attempts to actually connect with people. Mm-hmm. And a blah, 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 blah. And there's his progression. I've been waiting for this forever. That's why I never hated his character. Because I always kind of banked on this. If this never happened, I would have hated it. I would be still so betrayed if Lars never had this episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh my god, like, thank god he did. No, it would have yeah, been a wasted, really... a wasted opportunity. Yeah, I think he just existed for this arc. Though. I, don't want, I don't know if I count it as him being a likable character or him being, like, redeeming in some sort of way, but I think my first positive experience with Lars in an episode of Steven Universe was Tiger, uh... Philanthropist? Philanthropist, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just the fact that he loves... He gets sucked into, like, the the lore and the kayfabe of wrestling. That was the first one was like, I enjoy Lars being on screen right now. Well, Lars actually likes something that is, like, inherently adorable. But no, I think his character has basically been, like, baking this entire time. Yeah. Segway into that. So, like, Lars has developed super well as far as, like, he gets... I don't know if we did hear. Did we ever hear his racial identity before this episode? Mm, we saw his parents. So it, but... went, it was confirmed at San Diego Comic Con, if I am not mistaken, uh, or maybe maybe it wasn't confirmed at San Diego Comic Con, but definitely it was creator confirmed before this episode. Yeah, mm. well, like, this episode I feel like it, like I don't know gave like a different insight into him as far as like he has a culture where he made a thing from it. You know what I mean? Yeah, to represent himself. That. That's like so different than Lars being like, here's like. I'm not me. I'm all these other things. So like me, please. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. here's what I inherently am by blood. It's like a completely different fucking approach. Mm-hmm. And it would work. It would have worked great if he followed through. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Like we'll get to that. Yeah. Like I'm skipping ahead just a little bit in my notes, but uh, I think it would be a good segue from the point that you just made, Dylan. Is that Lars has a real moment of vulnerability with Stephen when? Uh, when he's making the ube and he's like this is actually me like it's not the ironic yeah. facade this is this is really me and yeah. what if they don't like me yeah basically and he has a real moment of a genuine source of and it's the most at least for me like the most relatable moment in the entire yeah, show yeah because it was it, it okay it, it stopped being lars being this like over like oh i want people to like me sort of attitude that he's always mm-hmm. had and it went to a genuine like what if they don't like me, though? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, because he hides his recipe book from his parents under his bed. Mm-hmm. Like, that is how afraid yeah. he is of people Genu- not liking him. Being genuine. Yeah, of, and being also genuine. being genuine. And being disliked while being genuine. Yeah. So, because if that happens, that means you're actually wrong. Yeah, it's right. And if they don't like the one you're pretending to be, that's fine, isn't it? Like, yes! I, I love doing this to people and fucking freaks it out. Yeah, guess what? We're all the same. <laughs> We're good, yeah. yeah no. We're all horrible, awkward pieces of shit. And like, yeah, no, I get it. Trust yeah, me. No, is, I get it. The you're just saying myself, yeah. relatable moment in the entire show. Yeah. Right? I, think, I, think, I think, like, Lars, the character, honestly, like, that, that moment... Okay, I, I liked him more this rewatch than I did in previous Yeah, same. Because I just played this game called Emily is a Way 2. I heard about I, that. I didn't bought it for me. Uh, the Steam note said, this is going to punch your heart in the testicle. <laughs> I had a, like a panic attack for six hours while crying, and it was like the most cathartic and beautiful thing I've ever played. Oh, wow. So, okay, I'm just going to break it down really fast. Um, It's 2006, you're 16, and you're on AIM, and you're talking to two different girls. That's it. And immediately, it kicks you out from the back of your knees, and it's like, guess what? You're 16 again. Fuck you. Oh, no. (laughs) You're instantly invulnerable. And it's like, the one of the girls is like going to warp core, and it's like, no, 
over the line. Not cool. All of us have one of those. You're not allowed to talk about her. She's very nice. Like, I was 15. Not fucking cool. The whole game is so over the line. It's like not... It's all like real life. Oh it's like you actually hurt them and they feel bad. Like when you were a kid and you did shit like that because you didn't know how to talk to anyone yet. And like, oh, it's the worst. And like, it breaks you down to being 16 again. And I remember how dumb I was. I'm like, oh my... A girl that wasn't real, a, a computer program, asked if I knew a band... I didn't. I said yes, and then Googled it in case she had a follow-up question. I, it broke me down, okay? Like, it made me to the most, like, base element of, like, bitch-ass 16-year-old. It was horrible. So, like, watching this one around, I was, like, I was watching it the entire time, and like, yeah, Lars is going through the worst fucking time of his life. So, just real quick, if you are 24 to 26, and you used able to talk to girls when you were a teenager... Get Emily's way too. If you didn't do that, that game will do nothing for you. Anyway, sorry, we should move on. I got I got way off track. I'm sorry it's about okay. that. Um, okay, so uh, real moment of vulnerability with Lars, and we we all just discussed how like relatable that is, yeah. and how we know exactly what he's going through. Um, we all bingo bongo. We we all know bingo bongo. Um, and I have a note about that later too, actually. <laughs> I wrote a lot for this episode because I'm like, yeah. oh my god, Lars is me. Yeah, I know. What, okay, you steer us a little bit then, because you've you've got some points to hit on and shit. Steven's response: Lars uses the word "wise," I think. Um, yes. Steven, Steven's response is like, well, you know, then then if they if they don't like you for you, then that's their loss. Yeah. And we've all had that conversation. We've all been on both Lars and Steven's end. Yes. Yeah, honestly, and the, the thing that's weird though, it's, it's frustrating, is that it's like I I've been a Lars, so I can feel bad for Lars, and I can be like, it gets better, buddy. Like, you mm. know what I mean? Like, I you're angry and you're a teenager, but like this will pass. Like, because... but Steven is so innocent that he's like. It's their loss. It's like, okay, it's easy to say someone is very likable, Steven. But as somebody who almost no one likes Lars, it kind of really matters if they like him. He really has Sadie and no one else. Like, so, like, to a point, like, I, it, it's true, it's their loss here. But, like, not really. The stakes are way bigger. So, it's like, actually, to me, Steven came off as encouraging and doing the right thing. But I actually kind of felt for Lars as far as, like, Steven being kind of obnoxious as far as, like, Dude, you're not really appreciating why this matters yeah. so much. And like what you know, you're just saying like it's fine. Like, no, why is it so important to him? You know what I mean? Like, why is it so big no, deal? Knowing uh. what we know now about Lars of the Stars, we actually uh learned that it takes Lars dying to actually have different friends other than Sadie. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean that Lars would rather die than make friends? I guess. I guess yeah, so. I, I mean, it feels like like Lars's arc was like <laughs> he was the worst guy ever and then, then like you get to see a peak we see a peak of him being okay and then it's like no Lars is back to being shitty. And that's kinda like I feel like for Lars's character, the worst thing he could ever do is like evolve a little bit and then realize like and then like jump back. You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like his his failure at like the on the spaceship was like probably like the most embarrassing thing Lars could do to himself, I feel like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make yeah. any sense? Like it's just like that's like so shameful at uh, such a large degree that like it had to be broken down to such a level that he could like then yeah. die and be yeah. bored in every possible way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like his character literally in every way died. Um Yeah. Yeah, God. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> like 
Yeah, he's a. She, it's gonna be weird actually when he sees Sadie again because she's gonna be like, "Who the fuck are no, you?" No, I'm really You're like a totally different for version. Real, I'm so looking forward to their reunion because like Sadie has not remained stagnant while he has been gone. She almost did. Like she was like losing sleep over it and what have you. But like this episode is a really good uh, introduction to Sadie being friends with the cool kids and then ha- hanging out and making music. Yeah, and then later she uh, makes a life change basically because all she had was the donut shop and she quits to have other friends other than Lars basically yeah um so Lars Lars has gone through uh really huge changes literally being reborn and but Sadie has gone through large changes as well so when they come back together neither one of them is going to be the person that the other remembers yeah I'm I so feel looking like, forward to that I feel like they shouldn't get together I feel like that'd be really really brave of them to do and they should do it they should they, they made they made a joke back during um Uncle Grandpa about sinking yeah. the ship, <laughs> but I'm like, I think they're actually kind of following up on that. Uh, speaking speaking of people changing and maturing, though, um, Lars asks. I, I wrote this down. Lars asks Stephen, like, when did you become so mature? And Stephen, <laughs> Stephen's like, some somewhere between learning to summon my shield and learning that my mom is a war criminal. Well, yeah, because that's episode one to episode now. Well, no, I know. <laughs> It's a, it's, a, it's a pressure cooker. So, okay, this show's like a shounen anime very often, like, pulls tropes, you know? Like, so, it does, I feel like yeah. a very consistent thing in those is, like, the idea of a pressure cooker, like, um, in Dragon Ball Z, like, the the chamber, you know, where you use, like, a, every day is a year, and you, like, can train for uh, 300 years or whatever. Yeah, so it feels like, like, Steven's life is essentially the hyperbolic time chamber for fucking, like, maturity and emotion. You know what I mean? Like, get ready, yeah. kid. The next two years, you're gonna fucking deal with, like, every emotion. Like, I, like, as a character, like, with Steven, like, I don't know, like, I enjoy any kind of ultra compression. That sounds weird to say, but, like, I like that in life. Like, training like, montage. Expedi- expedi- yeah, or, like, expedited schedules. Yeah. You know what I mean? An emotional training montage. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, as a character, yeah, it's interesting when it's... I feel like Steven's character progression, like, Gurren Lagann got to do what it did because it had a time jump. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Steven has such a fucking insane life nonstop and enough support that you don't need the time jump. You can just have him mature in a healthy way, technically. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and get him to feel a lot of emotions you wouldn't get a kid to normally feel in a show. But yeah. that's, yeah, I'll stop rambling. Ooh, Kelly, you got okay. another note. I've actually kind of already touched on a whole lot of what I wanted to touch on, but uh, Gerber pointed out that Lars has a an at-at hand-drawn pinned up in his kitchen. So, like, Star Wars confirmed for being canon within Steven Universe, and Lars confirmed for liking it, I guess. Yeah, he used to be a friend of Ronaldo, which I feel like is a weird way to say, like, uh, nerd. Like, <laughs> are you a friend of Ronaldo's? Like, <laughs> That's a good, like, code phrase. Yeah, it's like, it's like friend of Anna. That's like, like the, I like your shoelaces Tumblr code. <laughs> like, you remember that? <laughs> Yeah. Any Ringo's own fan, I guess. <laughs> could go for that. Um, Your friend of Ronaldo's. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that was a little that. direct, actually, because <laughs> I heard the character. Um, so, okay. I guess the last thing to talk about is it's interesting that, like, large stuff aside, that, like, the cool kids are so fucking cool that they have, like, a legit fucking potluck. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I want to touch on, like, yeah, they are the coolest kids. Yeah. And, like, like, <laughs> and, like, like Lars. And, like, when Lars says Bingo Bongo, they're like, man, he said Bingo Bongo. That was that fucking was funny. And they're like, yeah, yeah Trent sounds awesome. Oh, I was about to make a point when we were watching the episode, but I stopped uh, because it was actually mentioned in the episode when uh, Sadie was, like, leaving the potluck with Steven later, which I'm, I know I'm cutting ahead a little bit, but she's like, 
they're, I didn't know how cool the cool kids were. Like, I knew they were cool kids, but they're not, like, cool, like, oh, yeah, we're so cool. They're, like, they're legitimately good people Mm -hmm. in, like, the best way possible. And it's, like, it's, like, that misunderstanding of what cool, like, quote-unquote cool means to kids is sort of, like, the crux of Lars's entire, like, shitty disposition is he, he misunderstands what it means to be a cool kid. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're all just so good at making newcomers feel welcome. Yeah. Like, like Sour Cream, when Sadie comes in and is all worried about how she only brought plates and almost leaves, and then Sour Cream just throws some glow sticks and is yeah. like, thank you, like, genuinely yeah. for bringing those. I really yeah. appreciate that. Well, I like about the cool kids. It's like, nothing. they're actually, it's like, it's like, in the world of Steven Universe, why would you ever make any bratty asshole besides just one, just make one Kevin? Like, why would you ever make the popular kids assholes? Yeah. But then it's also, yeah. like, they're, like, examples on how to be cool and, like, people you should consider cool. Like, they're really great, like, learning examples for kids. Yes. I want to say, the funny thing is, the, the crux of the cool kid problem isn't really that Lars is an asshole and that, like, they're cool. That's one way of looking at it. Another model is Lars is, like, basically, <laughs> Lars is in a situation where he's dealing with, from his perspective, shitty, mean, cool kids who are like, we're cool, yeah, yeah, mm, we're cool. And then in reality, they are bizarrely the nicest people in the world. So, like, he's actually, imagine if, like, all of your worst fears were, like, the opposite. That's his problem. Imagine if your, like, biggest stress was, like, I'm gonna get fired. But in reality, you were, like, employee of the month every you're single the, month. Like yeah. and that was, like, that, that's, his, that's literally his problem. It's like, he Lars complete, catastrophizes. But I actually do that. It's like an anxiety thing where you... Where yeah, you, yeah. If somebody doesn't text me back, I assume they got in a horrible car accident. <laughs> I would definitely diagnose Lars with anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Well, all I have left is my final thought. But if, uh, you guys, if you guys have stuff that you want to touch on, then go ahead. For me, my final thought is just Lars not coming was way better than if Lars came because... <laughs> Well, he like, couldn't have obviously, gotten kidnapped, and, and the Ark couldn't have I mean, yeah, I just mean, I just mean, like, one, for his progression as a character, obviously, the better yeah, the payoff is for him to die or... and all that stuff, for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, for as an episode and everything, and, like, like I don't want to see Lars, like, like turn over a new leaf and, like, smile, and then they all laugh, and he, like, walks inside. Like, I don't want to, like, nah, it's way more interesting if he pussies out like you do when you're 16. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's way more interesting if he acts like yeah. a fucking terrified kid, because he's the one kid who's actually being a terrified kid. Everybody else, like, even Sadie, who I'd say is, like, there are definitely teenage girls who are like Sadie. She's very strong as a person. She's remarkably strong for a teenage person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no yeah. one else really has the vulnerability that, that Lars has, which I would say, like, is not normal. Everybody, all the characters on the show should be a lot more vulnerable than they are. Besides the gems, which is the opposite for them, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like all the cool yeah, kids, even like they, they should be more anxious. They're nineteen still. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's still a shitty time to be alive. So, yeah, I don't know. Poor, poor Lars. He's the only. He's the only one who knows it. It sucks. It he's the only mm-hmm. one. But Kayla, what's your final thought? Uh, so my my final thought, going back to how I said that I would definitely diagnose Lars with anxiety. It is, like, very clearly pointed out in this episode that Lars has nothing to worry about. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's, that's what he, I was trying to say earlier. It's like, he's got the perfect life. Every anxiety yeah. he has is the opposite. No, like, you just it, can't see it. He's trying so hard with, like, all the weird facial expressions that he has when Buck first walks into the donut shop and invites them to the potluck. And then, yeah. and then he's like, oh, God, such a fucking stupid idiot. I said, bingo, 
bongo what the fuck is wrong with me or whatever and then later buck is like god how inspired is he like they, yeah he, he yeah. has nothing to worry about yeah, that's, what, that's but, what i was trying to explain yeah exactly that yeah it's his, his, all of his anxieties are actually like all of his strengths yeah, but like he, he catastrophizes though and, yeah. he, and it's just like what if what if people don't like me for me and people would like him for him but he's just so worried about it that it literally takes him dying to embrace who he actually is and we know from the SDCC preview that he uses Bingo Bongo as like his war <laughs> cry yeah. at this awesome. point so so yeah. Lars getting reborn is is what it takes for him to accept who he is and that's sad but also inspiring. Yeah. I just realized Bingo Bongo is Lars's CU space cowboy, and I don't yeah. know whether I hate that or love that. You love it. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I I'll, I'll, it. I'll actually right. add one final thought. Yes. Is, um, Lars, I don't think he's finished. I don't think he's done, like, developing. Uh, developing. Like, I, 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 that includes Lars of the Stars and whatever happens in that episode, even. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be some last endgame step with Lars, because he feels like he's kind of a prototypical like being a shitty teenager here's a how-to we know you suck here's five seasons of you sucking <laughs> like okay like you know what i mean like, i feel like there's got to be some ending for him and we talked before about like maybe him and sadie don't get back together because they've been apart for so long or wish people or ever get together but you know yeah. what i mean like i feel like there's going to be something that and then even and then even another step beyond that like it feels like he's definitely got a bunch ahead of him so i'm excited to see where that heads well you, um, you've been saying for the past few episodes that you feel like um that Ronaldo might team up with him to be a space ambassador. Yeah, well, yeah, because every fucking thing Ronaldo says ends up being true, so why would we not assume... You know what I mean? And also, what's the ultimate... Like, that he's gonna, like, yeah. When he comes back and he's like, it's weird that he's gonna be all, like, friendly, and everyone's like, what? Like, all thrown off. And, like, he's pink, but then he's gonna go to Ronaldo, and he's gonna be like, I went to a, I went to a gem plant, and he's like, you went to a gem plant? I care about gems. Ugh. And then he's like, sorry, I was a natural team, man. And then they're buds. Like, Come on, man. It's like, oh. they, if, if they team up to do space ambassadry, then it would be a lot like the end of Lord of the Rings, where Frodo is just like, I've seen too much. I need to I need to just be somewhere else. You've seen the fuck all yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you know, that's a very classic You ending. think I can go back to the Shire after yeah, this? I, yeah, I don't remember what we were talking about earlier, but there was something I said, and I said it in a way that came out very, very rude, and I regretted it after I said it. But what I was trying to refer to was that exact thing of the, like, the, I guess I'll just fuck off now kind of effect. Yeah. Like, I guess I've done enough. There's no place for for a zombie uh, interdimensional storage space Lars in Beach City. You yeah. Know? yeah. Uh, Mickey, Gerber, Randy, and... Uh, Matt, yeah, that's his real there was name. another one. Yeah, I, I thought there was one other one in name. there. Yeah, no, I thought, I thought, no, I thought there was another one. I, I feel was, like, I feel like a really, I feel like a really shitty version of Voltron, where just these like four aliases come together to make one kind one of maybe okay, competent person. <laughs> God, my final thoughts are, uh, yeah, like I, I said when we were watching the episode, this is kind of like the first episode where I feel like you kind of like get Lars to a degree and like yeah good I, I, I wanna have an Ube roll now. Like I wanna right? try one because they look I really with they it? look like giant Swiss cake rolls. I have no reason to believe it would taste and they're good. delicious. After this episode aired all I don't have many Filipino friends but I think all of them were like, "Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna go get some uve now." And this, yeah. I just casually. All so right. this episode uh, brought people together, and that's nice, and I like it. Yeah, ten out solid, of ten. Yeah, yeah. good job, Universe. You did it again. Your jobs. <laughs>
this is the end. Mm-hmm. Goes on. Thank you for listening. We love you. Bye. I don't. I don't want to say the payoff is nothing because this was actually like a really fulfilling episode. Yeah. Uh, mm. But still. Yeah. <laughs> but still. The, ultimately, the payoff is nothing. So, like, is this circling back around to to the uh, bringing dead things back to relevance that we were uh, talking about before before we started recording? Dead things back. What? To, I just, I don't know. Mm. I don't want to. I don't want to directly say that we were talking about Dylan giving us permission to fuck his dead corpse before oh, yeah. we started <laughs> yeah. recording. But then no, we, no, yeah. no. Oh, okay, yeah. honestly, open to the fans. If you guys want to, if you guys no, no, not want to. If you guys need to have sex with a dead body, I allow you to have sex with mine. If you need to. <laughs> I mean, I don't want you to abuse the privilege. Oh. This isn't just to, like, show off, like, hey, this is what oh, I can God. do. I, you need, like, a solid, you know. But... I fuck, I, I, can we, t- <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I don't know how that's Because I feel like out of all the things I say, that's so not shocking. That's so, like, was, like, a passing comment that I would make. Like, okay, <laughs> like, okay, here's, really here's, the, here's the thing, though. <laughs> While as shocking as it is to hear... Fundamentally, I agree with the I agree with the uh, the psychology behind what Dylan means. Because me personally, like I don't care what scientists do to my body when I'm gone. Because like I'm yeah. dead, I don't care. They can like they can use my can body for it, like want to be the most. Hey, you need a really realistic I mean, crash test. Yeah, they need a dick warmer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't care. Fucking throw. <laughs> Fucking play drums with my bones. I don't care. I, did, I, I never thought I would be in a position where I would be witnessing a, like an open letter to people <laughs> giving Fuck everyone explicit permission. Yeah, I don't want to them to, to be clear. To be clear, yeah, this is just, it's not an invitation. It's just permission. It's not, I'm not asking you to. Yeah. I do have a family, you know, like they're not going to be happy about that. If you're like yeah, deep you in with the mob and, and the mob yeah. head just happens to have a really specific fetish tailored to this situation. Yeah, you're saved. 